0: Onto the track. That's the wall. It's gone. Home run. Turns on the ball. Deep right field and gone. What a game. What a moment. What is up, everybody, and welcome into Flippin' Bats. The Phillies are heading back to the NLCS. They're gonna be the higher seed. Phillies gonna be rocking to start the NLCS. I'm joined as always by Alex Curry. Alex, the game just wrapped up. It was intense. The last three or four innings actually got really intense. Phillies end up walking away with the victory and heading back to the NLCS for the second year in a row, taking down again the Atlanta Braves, who were the best team in baseball this year.
1: History repeated itself once again. And what did I say right out of the wild card? Phillies are the most dangerous team this postseason.
0: That is what you said.
1: It is. A- Feeling pretty good about it.
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they they look dangerous. And now they go up against the D-backs team. You got the Astros and Rangers on the other side of things, which means, Alex, I need you to step out of the way because the bracket is getting updated. The Phillies are heading to the NLCS against the D-backs. That was good movement on your part. Thank good you. Work I feel there. good about it. Oh, um, by the
1: way, both of our hot takes yeah. kind of came to fruition right here in this postseason because – I had Phillies are the most dangerous team. And you said?
0: Watch out for the Snakes. That is true. Watch out for the D-backs, baby. They're in the NLCS. The Phillies, what a game we got tonight. It was intense. Now, look, they're heading back. They do it again. History has officially repeated itself. And it was actually identical to last year, where the Braves came in as the higher seed. They had home field advantage. The Phillies go into Atlanta and take game one on the road. The Braves win game two. Game three goes back to Philly. Both years, absolute blowouts. And then game four, the Phillies take at home as well. And the series doesn't even get back to Atlanta. We saw it here tonight, the same thing. Look, this one, it's simple for me, Alex. And this is why I said here last night, I picked the Braves to win this series in five, but I'm changing what I think happens in game four. I think the Phillies are about to end this. I think the series is over. The Braves look intimidated to play in Philly. The Braves look small Mm -hmm. in Citizens Bank Park. They just do. And it's a credit to that Philly crowd. It's a credit to the Phillies team, those players. They made the Braves seem like they were the lower seed in this series. History has repeated itself. The Phillies showed up. The Braves didn't. And that's what we're seeing Well, the
1: Braves have also not been good in elimination games. They are 1-9 in their last 10 elimination games in the playoffs. Where was their offense? Because it was one of the most dominant throughout the regular season. What went wrong for their offense in this series?
0: The Braves were the best offense that I have ever seen. Yeah. And I said that towards the end of the season. The Braves have the best offense I have ever seen, one through nine. And then you see this series, and they went radio silent. Ronald Acuna, two for 14. He's going to win the NL MVP. Two for 14 in the playoffs. That doesn't cut it. MVP guy, and that's what we saw with the Dodgers, I was right? Like Mookie similar. and Freddie went one for twenty-one. Mookie Betts going two for fourteen in the playoffs. As a team, one through nine, they just didn't hit. It felt like Austin Riley was the only guy in this lineup that was able to do any hitting. Yeah, nobody else was any good. The entire Braves team, all year long, one of the best offenses in all of baseball, they just didn't hit when it mattered the most in the playoffs, and that's what we're seeing. Eight runs, Alex, yeah. in four games for for the best offense I've ever seen. Eight runs in four games. Three games hitting under 200 as a team in yeah, this series.
1: You're not going to win when you're this doing This
0: series, that. they had by far the most in the regular season, or the, the least. By far the fewest in the regular season hitting under 200. In the postseason, they did it in three of the four games. It's just not going to cut it. But... The the one thing I I will say is the narrative I I see out there has become Mm -hmm. a lot of, well, okay, look, the Orioles, Mm -hmm. they had a week off and they couldn't hit. The Atlanta Braves, a week off and they couldn't hit. The Dodgers, a week off and they can't hit. And that's what everybody out there keeps saying is this off time. Well, let me present to you a team named the Houston Astros that two years in a row has had that bye. And you think they give a shit what's happening? No. You just, you just deal with it. So I, I do get tired of hearing it because there's, there, there's, nothing, to, there's nothing you can do, Alex, besides, besides deal with it. So you, you have to figure out ways. If you're these teams, you got to stop making excuses. This format ain't going anywhere. Yeah. And you know what? The Astros poke holes in everybody's theory of this downtime hurts, this downtime hurts. Well, look what the Astros came out and did in game one of this season. And look what they came out and did last year after their bye. So I do I get it. As a former player, as a guy that hated off days because you come back that next day and your timing was just a little off, I'm now tired of hearing this narrative because w- whether it's w- whether it's real or not, which I do believe it is real, there's nothing you can do about it. So we got to stop with the excuses of, well, it was the off time, that's why we lost. No. You're the Atlanta Braves. You had the best offense I've ever seen, and nobody but Austin Riley showed up in the playoffs is what it felt like.
1: I will say one thing, though, because we kind of talked about this a little bit yesterday. All these one and two seats clinched their playoff berth weeks before the season ended. The Astros were playing to even get into the season up until the very last day of the regular season. So they were very much like the wildcard teams. We didn't know if they were going to get a wildcard spot if they were going to finish first in the division, if they were going to finish second. And I think that really came to their advantage this year. I mean, it doesn't explain how last year they were the only one seed that was completely fine out of everybody else to move on. But that's a big factor. Like we said, they were playing meaningful baseball up until the very last day of the regular season when they clinched the AOS on that Sunday and got the bye to get that second seed.
0: As were the Orioles, because they hadn't wrapped up the AL East until the last day or two of the year because the Rays were right on their heels. So they were playing for the AL East division because the Rays were still right there. And if you don't, then they were going to end up the fourth seed right where the Rays are. And that didn't happen until the last weekend of the year. They just came out, and their offense was non-existent after a week, but it was just that week because they were playing for their lives up to that last week. The other teams, the Braves, the Dodgers, yeah, that, their fate was, has been known for about a month. You just knew the Braves were going to be the one seed, the Dodgers were going to be the two seed, so I get that. But look, I, of, I do understand, but I just don't like hearing the excuses because there's nothing that you can do about it. Yeah. And would you rather the bye than not have it? Yeah, you would. So once your team loses, that's I'm, I'm not down to hear the excuses. The Phillies just showed up, and the Atlanta Braves didn't. Right And yeah, the Phillies had to play a couple games before, but guess what? They couldn't line up their rotation the way they wanted to. So you can, you can nitpick where you want to about what happened and why it happened. The Braves had an off week. Well, the Phillies had to play before and couldn't line up their pitching. There's, mm-hmm. there's reasons on both sides that make it difficult, but at the end of the day, the Philadelphia Phillies showed up and they dominated the Atlanta Braves. And the Atlanta Braves offense, that was the best in baseball and one of the best lineups that I have ever seen, ever didn't show up, and they choked in the postseason.
1: Well, it's crazy, too, because as we mentioned, the Braves have not been good in elimination games. The Phillies, on the other hand, they've been great. They're 14-4 and in closeout games in their history in the playoffs and 14-1 and in their last 15 home playoff games, which yep. really plays into the home field advantage that the Phillies have.
0: That home field event. It's real. Look, it, that it's place real. is unbelievable. You can, Bryce Harper talked about it last night after the game and got emotional about how fun it is playing there in Philadelphia in front of that crowd and just how different it is than everywhere else. And it really is a special place. You can feel it. You can hear it. I don't think there's a single person out there that could watch these playoffs right now and say that the Philadelphia Phillies right now have the best playoff atmosphere of anywhere, it is. It's truly yeah. special, and it's a shout out to that crowd. Uh, when that series shifted to Philly, a, a series that seemed super competitive, mm-hmm. it really wasn't very competitive once no. it got back to Philly. They dominated Game One in Philly, and they really the Braves couldn't do anything in Game Two. It got close. There were some moments for sure. Yeah, but once that series got back to Philly, the Phillies dominated.
1: And it was uh, it was Dinger City tonight in Philly. So many home runs. I mean, the Braves got it started, but then it was Philly who came back, showed up, and took this game.
0: Yeah, to to me, Nick Castellanos took this series over. And, you know, he hit, again, multiple home runs tonight. He had two homers tonight. He had two homers last night. Alex, he's the first player ever Mm -hmm. to do that in the postseason. Yep. Nick Castellanos, first player in MLB postseason history to hit back-to-back home runs Back-to-back nights of multiple home runs. And then Trey Turner on the other end. Trey Turner had one of yep. one of the three. Castellanos hit two. Mm-hmm. Trey Turner hit one. There's your three runs. But Trey Turner had four hits on the night. First Phillies player in postseason history to have four hits in a game ever. I mean, a lot of history was made tonight. Uh, Ranger Suarez was great on the mound. Spencer yeah. Strider was also really good on the mound, I thought. And uh, just... No, no Braves offense. That's that was the series. That was the story of this series. The Braves offense did not show up. The Phillies did. The crowd did. Nick Castellanos did, and that's what we're seeing here now.
1: I mean, there were some incredible moments throughout this game, a lot on the Philly side, but there was also a scary moment there for a moment. I think everyone held their breath with Bryce Harper, but he appeared to be okay. He was back out there for the ninth, but well, you hope it's nothing moving forward to the next series.
0: Yeah, look, you feel good about it because he went back out there for the ninth after going in the dugout or going in the the clubhouse and getting checked out. He goes back out on defense. So uh, I feel pretty good about saying that he's okay and avoided something scary. But look, Bryce Harper just had Tommy John surgery. yeah, And he's now playing first base. And there was this awkward play where he thought he needed to go get the ball and then quickly had to reverse and head back to first base and cover. And the timing was like bang, bang with the runner and he gets the out. And then Matt Olson runs into his arm, not for anything Matt Olson did wrong. Bryce just got back to the bag late; his arm was dangling in the baseline. Matt Olson like knees his right elbow. Yeah. And then Bryce like that reaction was. It was scary. That was a scary he reaction. Was heaved and
1: over. He went. The entire he screamed, team.
0: He went down. I mean, he he like bent over. Yeah. It was his right elbow. Everybody knows he mm-hmm. just had surgery there. He like couldn't extend his hand at first. Yeah. Um, it was it was scary to watch for sure. Avoided that injury. Thankfully, it appears. Uh, That was one of the moments, Alex. Uh, Another one early in the game. This was the game, right? Um, The game was Ronald Acuna at the plate. The National League MVP winner. Mm -hmm. Bases loaded. The Phillies closer was in the game in the seventh inning. Craig Kimbrell against Ronald Acuna. Bases loaded. 3-1 ball game. He crushes a ball to center field. I think it just got in on him a little bit. And he ends up flying out to the warning track. Uh, Rojas ends up making a yeah. great play out there in center field. Uh, you can see it here now if you're watching. Just an incredible moment. The crowd all holding their breath. Uh, and ultimately, that ended up being the ball game because uh, the Braves, well, they did threaten in the ninth inning. They but did. that was the biggest was threat big right
1: there. That was a big momentum moment.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
1: they had the opportunity. The thing is, is the Braves had the opportunities. Bases loaded in the seventh. Runners at the corners in the ninth. With guys that you want up at the plate. And as a team, that was the best team in baseball yeah. for a big chunk of the season with one of the best offenses. So Phillies did great. Braves beat themselves. Look,
0: I, I do I want to give a lot of credit to Rob Thompson, the manager of the Phillies, for the way he used his bullpen tonight. Because yeah. we give a lot of flack to, to managers for pushing the panic button at times and not knowing, you know, not knowing when to pull guys or when to use guys. He gets a lot of credit, in my opinion, for using his guys at the biggest moments of the game, right? You got Sir Anthony Dominguez, you got Craig Kimbrell, you got Jose Alvarado, and they were all used by the seventh inning. Yeah. Done. They were done with. Then you had to figure out how to piece together the eighth and the ninth. But when the game was on the line, when you finally got that lead and the moments got intense, Rob Thompson went to his best relievers. Yeah. He doesn't care whether you get them from outs 24 to 27 or from outs... 18 to 21 it doesn't matter he just went out got his guys and used them perfectly for as much for as much flack as we give a lot of managers when they do things wrong yeah I felt like he deserves a lot of the credit for how he used guys tonight and pieced together that eighth and ninth inning the best way he could and it ended up being enough uh really really good job from him in my opinion
1: as you mentioned that I'm looking over at the broadcast and Rob's giving the The locker room speech, and there was a positive I noticed there. Bryce Harper and his right arm were pumping up as high as he can back and forth. So I think everything's going to be okay with his elbow. But what a moment. Now the Phillies moving on to take on the Diamondbacks in the NLCS. Again, both of our bold playoff predictions facing off in the NLCS.
0: Yeah, you get Phillies, you get the Diamondbacks in the NLCS. I'm excited for that series. You get the Snakes, who nobody expected to be here. Yeah. And you get the Diamondbacks, who, I, I mean, nobody expected them to be here. And the Phillies, I think, look, you had to get through the Atlanta Braves. So yeah. I would say nobody expected them as well, but I'm not shocked they are here. They're a very, very good team. I'm really excited about this matchup. I do not want anybody out there, if you're sitting there thinking, The Philadelphia Phillies have a cakewalk now to the World Series. You are flat out wrong. They will be the favorite in this series. I have no doubts about that. But this Diamondbacks team just creates chaos. Yeah. And they don't realize the moment they're even in. Or at least they didn't in the NLDS. Might they in the NLCS? Time will tell. We will see. But they'll be able to line up their pitching the way they want to. mm -hmm. They'll be able to have Zach Gallen going in game one. Their offense is able to create chaos. You got Corbin Carroll doing great things right now. That offense is on a high. That's going to be a really fun series, and it is a team that I think is going to be able to go into Philadelphia and not be intimidated by that crowd. Alex, I've talked to Corbin Carroll a couple times on the show this year and in person. That guy just doesn't care about about the outside noise. He doesn't care about moment. There are no moments too big. He is prepared his entire life, to be where he is right now and to play baseball. And the bases are still going to be 90 feet apart last time I checked. The pitching mound's still going to be the rubber 60 feet, six inches away the last time I checked. Nothing changes in his mind. He's the perfect leader, and I know he's a rookie, but I don't care. He's the leader of that Diamondbacks offense. He's the perfect leader to go into Philadelphia with that team and say, I don't care what's happening out there. I don't care that we're four wins away from a World Series. We got 27 outs to get. We need to score more runs than the other team, and we're going to be able to do that. I love the confidence the D-backs are playing with right now. I love the team they're running out there, and they're going to put up a good fight against a good Phillies team.
1: This is going to be fun. Game one of the NLCS kicks off Monday night after game two of the ALCS out in Houston. But now let's wrap things up with the top three players of the day. Starting with number three, Philly starter Ranger Suarez. Yeah, look,
0: the guy went out and got your team five innings and gave up one run, and that's really all you needed out of him. Five innings pitched, only two strikeouts, one earned run, three hits on the day. Uh, but look, he didn't. Was it was it a dominant performance? Was he punching out everybody? No, but it was all you needed. Yep. I was really impressed by Ranger Suarez, and this is what I kept saying towards the end of the year. Look, if the Phillies starters show up they're better than they were last year. Because what did you get in the playoffs? You got a really good offense and you had Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola, and Ranger Suarez doing big things. And that's why they got to where they did. NL champions, losing in the World Series. Now, if you get those starters doing the same thing, you have a better offense. Ranger Suarez was was fantastic in this series. He's been fantastic uh, for about a month now and uh, I was really impressed with him tonight against, again, the best, Braves, the best lineup that I think I've ever seen in the Braves. I know they weren't firing on all cylinders, and they never did in this series, but shut down a really good lineup.
1: All right, at number two, Trey Turner.
0: Yeah, Trey Turner uh, said a little bit earlier, first player in Philly's postseason history to have four hits in a game. He was a triple away from the cycle in the fifth inning. Yep. He already had the single, the double, and the homer. Uh, Never ended up getting that uh, triple. Ended up hitting another single later in the game. But uh, look, the Trey Turner turnaround is one of the coolest storylines of this entire season for me. One of the best players in baseball, one of the best shortstops in baseball, gets a $300 million deal. And then come this season, right after the World Baseball Classic, where he was the hero, where it looked like he was worth a billion dollars, right after the World Baseball Classic, the season starts and he just couldn't hit. And he really struggled for a big, big chunk of the season. And then we all know the story. The Philly crowd helped him out. His mom was booing him. He started, you know, everything turned around for him right around that point. And since that point on, he's been one of the best players in baseball. He was fantastic in this series. He's number two tonight
1: for me. And at number one, making history with the first player in postseason history with back-to-back multi-home run games.
0: Yeah, that's, that is the reason. Alex, is went three for three tonight, two homers, uh, two RBIs on the night. That I, I will never get tired of the shot of Nick Cassianos hitting homers, the Philly crowd going nuts, and the cameras cutting to his son Liam in the stands going nuts. He looks so excited. He's so happy. Every time Nick touches home, he looks right at Liam. Uh, I know Nick. I know Liam. I, I just love the Cassianos family. And uh, so happy for him. Last October, last World Series run for the Phillies, Nick wasn't hitting. He was really struggling. Mm -hmm. Was struggling with off speed, just looked a little lost at the plate. Not only do I think this offense as a whole is better and deeper with the addition of Trey Turner, but Nick Castellanos is back to being Nick Castellanos, and he's hot. That adds a totally different dynamic to this offense. Ranger Suarez, Trey Turner, Nick Castellanos are my top three players of the day from this one game. Three Phillies.
1: And we're about to head out on the road. It's we are time. about to
0: head out on the road, Alex. But first, we need to update our, uh, our draft that we did at the oh, beginning of the year. Okay. So I, I know our total. You do? I do. I don't. Uh, before the show started, I got our full total. Uh, okay. I figured out which teams are ours. I tallied it all up. Oh! I have nine points. Alex has 13 points hey. and the best part about all of this yeah? is I have these two teams oh the Astros God. and the Rangers oh and God. Alex has these two teams the D-backs and the Phillies. So depending on how this how many games these next series go Wait. and who wins the World Series it yes. will all come down to that. So
1: Wait, that's epic. It
0: is pretty cool. That's epic. That's exciting. That's great. So uh, we will see but flipping bats is heading on the road. We are heading to Houston where uh, we're gonna have so much fun. It just feels like a flippin' bats reunion just mm-hmm. happens in Houston every single year at this eh, point. So it has. uh we're going to Houston, we'll be on the road, we're road tripping up to Dallas for for the Rangers home games, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna have a lot of fun along the way. So make sure you tune in. We'll have pregame shows, we'll have postgame shows, uh, Tons we'll be of doing a lot of, a lot of content, we'll be doing shows from from bars and, and pre-game, game, pregame shows from bars. We're going to have a lot of fun. Stay tuned for everything. <laughs> ben wants
1: to be in a bar before the game starts. <laughs> We're going
0: to be in a bar. I'm going to be drinking. Basically. Come drink with me. That's what I'm really saying. <laughs> but we will be in Texas uh, any day now, so we will see you all there. Uh,
1: uh, yeah, see you all Texas. The
0: championship series are set. You got the Diamondbacks and the Phillies and the NLCS Dang. and the Houston Astros and the Texas Rangers and the ALCS. And it all starts Sunday night with the Astros and the Rangers getting underway. Justin will be on the mound for that one. <laughs> so we'll see. I'll be a mess. And you'll be able to see it all happen I'm excited. on camera. So until then, my friends, thank you all for listening to this episode of Flippin' Bats. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen to your podcast Apple, Spotify, wherever. We're also on all social media, including YouTube, where you can watch every single thing we do at Flippin' Bats Pod. But Flippin' Bats is heading on the road. We will see you all in Texas. Until then, peace.